One, two, three, four. Good day to you and yours. Welcome to Chasing Whiskey Down the Rabbit Hole. I am Max. And this is Josh. So good to see you, even though we can't. <laughs> good to hear you, guys. <laughs> We'd love to hear from you. Suggestions for the next episodes and such. Yes. If you have any fun catchphrases that you heard, <laughs> all you Gen Zs out there, we're looking for it. Send it, send it, send it. So, happy Saturday. We normally do this on a Saturday. So what's fun? What's fun? First and foremost, Columbus. What's fun in Columbus this weekend, Josh? Do you have anything that you can think <clears throat> of going on? Well, there's something I know about um, called the Seabus Soul Fest. That's actually happening today, so probably should have mentioned this last week. That was <laughs> pertinent as far as the timeline's concerned. But, uh, <laughs> but all kinds of soul bands. Uh, one of the locals, uh, Mojo Flow, they're playing this evening at 7. They are also playing at the Commons on Thursday with the Floor Walkers. So that's another thing. Um, you know, another opportunity to see something really wonderful and local. Um, and then there's, I also heard about on September 9th, one of the guys in Mojo Flow, a guy named George Barry, who's, other than just being a sweet guy, he's an amazingly talented dude. Um, he's got his own recording studio, I believe, and hell of a guitar player, super soulful, tasty, my, totally my kind of guitar player, you know, and a great voice, really good songwriter. But he's in Mojo Flow, but his band is playing out. At a place out in Gahanna that I checked out, it looks like it's relatively new. It's called um, Edison Brewing Company, like Thomas Edison. Edison Brewing Company. He's playing on the 9th, and it looked like they have a great outdoor area with like a little little stage. It looked, the pictures looked, looked really cool. So, I don't know. Those are a couple things that popped into my head. Then there is also, on the 10th of September, at Woodlands Tavern... There's the Cash Only Fest, which I am playing at myself. So, awesome. Uh, and that's a benefit. Um, so that those are a few things coming up here. One today, a couple in the future. A few things in the future. So those are the first things that popped into my head. Um, I don't know. Have you heard about anything coming up soon in any way? I'm excited about the Columbus Marathon. <laughs> right, that's in October, right? Correct. October. And you are running that? I am. Um, okay. Well, you have surprise you can run. You got balls this big. <laughs> you're gonna have I, can't, the I can't imagine. You're, you're going to have the balls to actually, <laughs> yeah. to actually get out there and start running. And, um, yeah. And Columbus is really, really great for, for me as, as, a, as a runner because there's a lot of trails and the state parks around mm -hmm. Ohio are very great. So, so it's, it's a it's a blessing to have all of that and all the trails to run and bike on. Um, yeah. Um, Antrim, you were talking about your run today. I yeah. love running around Antrim Lake. Yeah, I think what is it like two kilometers around it? I think. I think it's would be like I think just it a little. Now. <laughs> yeah, I think it's like a little it's over one point two. One point three, I think roughly. Per, okay, per so I'm a little over two k. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's fun. Um, is there any other happenings that you can think of related to chasing whiskey down the rabbit hole that you can think about? Let's see. I think that there is 
a little, some kind of a benefit going on at Woodlands Tavern tomorrow. I got to check. I was actually invited to play in it. I don't know if I'm going to be able to do that, but um, it's in the afternoon, and I can't remember what it is benefiting. But as long as it's not, you know, benefiting like you know, <laughs> white supremacists or anything like that, you might as well just go ahead and, and do it. You know, as long as it's benefiting the right people, you know, that for that actually have cause. a genuine need for the for the money. For sure. So um, yeah, that's tomorrow in the afternoon. I'll have to check with my buddy. Rob Mortais <laughs> into house. I, I, I feel like um, when we're talking about this event, we're, so, we're like <laughs> on live radio and people are going to be listening to us <laughs> right away. By the, by the time this comes out, uh, those events will probably be in the past. But hey, we're going to represent for the C-Bus. Mm-hmm. Yeah, might as well put it out there. I mean, worst case scenario, you're... Yesterday's news, but you know, it's still <laughs> out there floating around. And... That's it. And uh, as, as is the way of the internet these days, things stay forever. So, what are your thoughts on the deep fakes? I'm sure you knew the Jeff Bezos one. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. I mean, it's almost like that bad lip syncing thing, which is, that's hysterical. I mean, that's some serious creativity. Yeah, that what's it called deep fake. Deep fake. Yeah, well, you were mentioning, you know, that there could be some <laughs> ramifications for doing those. <laughs> yeah, and I, I could see that, you know, somebody getting their feathers ruffled and being like, you know, ah, uh, you know, defamation of character or right. something like that. You know. Oh, there's some that look so real. And imagine, so this is what I was thinking about as well. It's like the dangers to the global conflict that would cause as the better they get. <laughs> right. Can you imagine having a president of one country saying screw you to another one <laughs> as yeah. a deep fake and before you know it there's kabooms going off everywhere. Oh yeah. I mean right. Some people never excuse me never underestimate the sensitivity level of, of people who are in the spotlight. Like they can't they can't take a lot of them can't take a jab you know even just a little like Light jab, not even like a Mike Tyson jab, man. Just like a little, <laughs> little jab to the face, and I don't think many people want to take a Mike Tyson jab. <laughs> no, or a jab from anybody that doesn't box for that matter, but let alone Iron Mike, you know. But um, yeah, I mean, I could see, like you were saying, how that could really cause some people to get a little uh, disgruntled yep. <laughs> about their image, you know. But it, it's very well done. I mean that. Photoshop ain't got nothing on that. That was pretty, pretty amazing. <laughs> really cool technology. I like, I really, as exciting as that is, I'm, I'm, I always sit there and ponder and say, how much trouble are we going to cause as human beings with the technology as we build this? Oh, yeah. Well, and just the, like I was saying, like the creativity level of some people. How, how do you even, you know, think that? You know, I mean, everything starts with a thought, I guess. Every idea starts with a thought, and right. how do you think? Well, I'm going to take, <laughs> I'm going to put Jeff Bezos' face on. I think that's Donald Pleasance uh, uh, from You Only Live Twice, right? From oh, James and, Bond. And then that's there's hilarious. there's another one that I liked uh, that I found was quite funny. Um, it was a spoof of um, Austin Powers. So Jeff Bezos was Doctor Evil on that one. Was um, he? Uh, oh. Mini me? No, not mini. He was boss. They they they, they did the deep fake on both on oh, both uh, on both uh, Doctor Evil and uh, Doctor Evil. That's what I was right. trying to think of. Yeah. yeah. So how often how often do you 
other things in mind, Josh? Very, very seldom. Um, it's not even so much a trustworthy thing. It's more... My lack of trust sometimes falls within the actual delivery of the item. Okay. So, it's not that... I mean, I mean Amazon does... I, I can't even imagine. I, I don't know what their balance sheet was like during COVID. I'm sure it was just... I can't even venture to guess, but um, well into, you know, half a trillion, I would, I would assume, are in that, in that neighborhood. But, I mean, that's where my lack of faith, I think, is, is just the actual delivery of things. Mm-hmm. I think most of that stuff's pretty secure. I don't think, like, I mean, there's always a fear of getting hacked, you know, but still, I, I, I don't think that happens very often with Amazon. Just I'm just picking them, you know, kind of randomly because... They I think the, I think the there's a giant. there's a lot of scams that would happen around people pretending to be Amazon and people pretending to be Microsofts. Yeah. Yeah. So there is that risk. And then for me too though is um certain things like studio stuff. I like I like the experience of going to the store, yeah. touching the things. Like even clothes and shoes and that. It's a yeah, I, I the experience, I, the whole I'm retail saying, experience. I'd always rather, yeah, especially with musical stuff, because generally, I, I mean, none of it's cheap. I mean, you just buy cable, and that could be just like, you know, twenty five dollars or something, you know, which is not some huge wallet buster, but I mean, still you think, oh, it's just a cable, you know, and but you need that cable because to get from. A to B. Look how many there are around us. <laughs> right. I mean, I know more and more things are becoming wireless now, but still, um, I don't know. But, I mean, I recently bought a guitar, and, you know, I'm not going to... A friend of mine orders a lot of stuff through, um, oh, I think it's called Reverb.com. It's a right. big, I've heard used, like... Like a almost like a database of sorts of just used things that you can buy, and that's one where I'm like, okay, if I've played that kind of guitar before, maybe, but I, I like getting something in my hands, you right. know, and and feeling that thing, and especially with guitar, it's such a how can I say like a personal relationship with the instrument. Like I have one guitar that just feels like when I put it on, it just feels like a part of me. Like right. I, I mean, it just kind of plays itself, you know, and <laughs> But um, that's what I mean, yeah, especially with things like, it's one thing if it's a microphone, it's one thing also if it's something you're going to wrap your hands around and play it for, right. you know, the next 30 years. So right. So what's the oldest guitar that you have? You said 30 years, so I'm curious. What's your oldest guitar? My oldest guitar? Mm-hmm. Um, probably this G&L A-Set, which is a, what G&L did, um, the L in G and L is Leo, Leo Fender, who started Fender. He uh, thought that Fender was cutting a little, a few too many corners, thought the quality was going down with their instruments, and he just went and said, well, screw it, I'm going to start my own company called G and L. I'm trying to think of who the G is in the G and L, his, his partner, right. which I'm just having a brain fart right here. But the Leo, but so a lot of the G and L instruments look like Fender instruments. You know, there might just be subtle differences, like the headstock might be a little different. Right. The body will be, you know, like probably the two most common Fender instruments you see are Telecasters and Stratocasters. Mm-hmm. And um, 
the A set that I have is like a, is a Telecaster style. If you can think of probably the most recognizable guy who uses a lot of Telecasters is uh, Keith Richards. Okay. You know, um, he uses them quite a bit. And um, but this one's called a semi-hollow, which means like the bottom half of it is solid, the top half is hollow, and you can get some just wicked tones out of this thing. But um, that thing, I think I got it when I was oh, when did I get that? Nineteen oh ninety-nine, I want to say. So it's you know twenty-two years. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's it. It's, it's, a, it's someone's whole lifetime. <laughs> yeah. It's got this honey burst finish on it, and oh, it's it's great. But oh yeah, um, so as, as we talk about going digital and getting more technical, um, mm -hmm. for me, on the things that I do with music and recording and stuff, I like the tactile feel. I like to touch the equipment and feel oh yeah and stuff. Um, as much as I respect and appreciate the accessibility to just be able to use your mouse and be able to make a song, to make something, I like to be able to touch a fader and move away and, like, you know, until I find the sweet spots right. with my hand, like when I'm mixing. Um, when I'm playing my drums, I like to hit the pads on the MPC. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, I brought these little guys just to play around with. The... Okay. Yep. There's, there's, a, there's a lot of... Um, Nice sounds that come down here for. Can, oh, I know. Oh, That's we can do oh, one sound design on the on the chat, oh, yeah. post uh, post podcast jam session. Yeah, I mean it's like it's fun to beat on stuff, you know. Uh, yeah. You're not gonna beat on your buddy. Beat on something else. <laughs> Violets free. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. So what's been um on your mind? Tell me, what have you? Some something that you've been very passionate about in the. Other than all podcast, of course. <laughs> Wait, passion is dripping, Max, from my tongue like honey. But uh, yeah, just the just being able to play, like you know, I, I've been actually kind of busy this summer. Not real busy, but that's been been nice. The, the couple gigs I played last weekend at, you guessed it, Woodlands Tavern. <laughs> um, they both went real well, and one of them was a duo, which. I had not done anything like that in probably 15 years, you know, where it was just me and one other guy. That was really cool. I really enjoyed watching Well, me. Well, thank you. That and cool. we had fun. Once I was getting through that first song, because I had to sing first, and getting used to it, I just, you know, was playing a new instrument, so I'm still kind of, my fingers are kind of getting used to that. And Was that the new one that you were playing? That's a new acoustic. Oh, that, yeah. Yeah, I, I, that was, I only had that for about two weeks. And um, so that was the... Kind of the the thing was like, you know, they had it sounding really nice on the stage too, which was good. Um, and it's just not quite as loud, you know. Get a full band going, it can get rip roar and loud sometimes, right. especially if you got a, a drummer who just really likes to pound the skins. You know? <laughs> and um, but uh, this was kind of nice. I mean, it was it was comfortably loud. You know, it was right. like you can hear everything really well. So that that's important. You know, just being able to hear all the little, you know. Crackles and hisses right. and all that stuff, but on the character, <laughs> yeah, but that was real fun. And then the second night was the Apple Bottom Gang, the country band I played with. We opened up for the Hellroys, and Zach Whitney, his band, played before us, and that was just a lot of fun. A lot of good friends, you know, and um, thought the band we had good energy. So that's the latest thing. This week I kind of took it 
kind of took it easy and been about six weeks of a, a lot of gigs and a lot of rehearsals and so but this um that was that was a really good good way to spend a weekend last week oh yeah i really enjoyed that um that was fun and uh a few friends of mine that don't normally come around uh around uh this parts of town and that also came by and they didn't even know you were performing that day but oh this yeah. is cool <laughs> so yeah come through more often um I I did see a band. I think it's like Devi and the Midnight. So it must be. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I talked to the guy. Yeah, they were pretty cool. I really. Yeah, they're really like a little country boogie woogie kind of thing. Right. You know? Yeah, that that was cool. Yeah, they were fun. They I talked to the guy uh, David. Um, he he was real nice, and he was um, trying to. They are from Indianapolis, I think. Right. And they were kind of looking for new places to play in town. I recommended a few places. That's awesome. So. <clears throat> local knowledge. Um, they said they might be coming through town again here soon. Really, so. I've he, I've got his phone number. I asked him to text me, and I would try to keep in touch with him. And we should work. We should get the boys on the show soon. Well, that and yeah, I was hoping to maybe book a show with them and um, the Apple Bottom Gang, maybe because our styles would would mesh Correct. pretty well. Yeah. So that would be pretty cool, still. Um, in music, though, I've been listening to the game's new album. The game. The game has got a new album, and it's um twenty nine songs. Wow, <laughs> prolific. Twenty nine songs and a lot of features, but it was a it was a fun album to listen to while I was on the run, and I was curious to listen to what they were going to come up with because the album was quite very highly hyped before the job. Okay. So I didn't like it. It's got iced tea on it. Oh. <laughs> old school guys. And wow. A lot, a lot of classics on this. I like good, good albums still. I've been enjoying that one. And I'm trying to make some fire too. I've got the, I've got the new toy. Shout out to the... To the NPC family. Okay. Huh. Uh, yeah, so we're definitely, we're definitely going to get some working on the new machine. And uh, I would love to watch a live show of one of my beats and me being in the audience and watching people Ooh. playing, playing my, <coughs> yeah, my, my weird sounds I made in my dungeon here. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be very exciting. Yeah, that's, that, that is, I, I was, I don't know what made me think about this. I was trying to think of different highs, like a different kind of buzz or high that you get that doesn't involve any substances or chemicals. Right. You know, something that's a very much a just a completely natural high. I remember one that <laughs> I don't I can't remember what made me think about this one specifically, but there was a a quote. Um, I don't know if you've ever heard Hunter S. Thompson. He was a writer for Rolling Stone, but he didn't ended up doing a lot of politics. Political writing, too. Right. Anyway, he had been interviewing uh, Bill Clinton in the 92 uh, the uh, presidential race where he was going against uh, Bush Sr., and, which he, obviously he, he won that one. And But uh, <laughs> Hunter was getting used to using his, uh, a fax machine, which was a relatively new piece of technology at that high, time and he high tech stuff cutting edge <laughs> right he interviewed bill and and he asked him some kind of a question like something to the effect of like well what do what do politics do for you you know 
as and he said it's a high he said it's a high that's better than sex and that was the the phrase was called you know the quote the direct quote better than sex <laughs> and so just the power of politics you know which i'm sure at times involves some substances but you know just the sheer power of all that bill said it was some kind of a high that but i mean you get like for instance the runner's high, you know, That's where you get job. that much oxygen pulsing through your system that you're, you go into a, a euphoria of, of some kind, you know, and it, it's, it's rattling me up, like me having a, a good oh, yeah. so for like a good, easily good half an hour after I'm done. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah. I mean, I used to run a lot more too. So I'm, I'm familiar. I don't run quite your distance, but, um, but I, I'm familiar. And then, also, like you said, just hearing your music played or playing your own music, you know, that's a high. Like people say, what's it like to perform? And I'm like, uh, I can't. It's hard to put it into words. You know, it's, it's like there's an intangible thing that's going on that is just it's so in the moment. And it's so gratifying to, for, you know, to see that genuine reaction to, you know, say you play one song and. It doesn't go so well. Then you see another, and play another one, and it goes like, here people just go like, you know, fucking oh, ape shit, yeah. and they're like, oh my god, that feels so cool, you know. But I, I would get so like hyped before a show, you know, I'd be like, almost like, like I had to like go stop somebody or something, you know, something <laughs> like, I'm like, just get away from me, get away from me, quack 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 quack, because I wanted to play so badly, and the anxiety was just, you know. That's what I was gonna ask you. Do you go through the motions um, just before you start? Like, are you? Do you get like? Do you still after performing as much as you have? Do you feel nervous or mm. do you get anxious when you just before well, you go on? And when does the moment happen? Because we were talking the runners high. For me, when I start running, sometimes my whole body doesn't want to, to come with me. The mind is what's going first, right? And then eventually, like, well, we're doing it now. Let's get it done. And then it kicks in. When I thought it would end, like, oh yeah, this is where I'll cut off. It kicks in, and you just get the surge. So right. when does that kicking on, kick on for you? Do you, um, do you like when you start? Are you like uh? And then it I, like especially with just like a warm up. I mostly am concerned to just make sure everything works. Right. Because that is that is a truly like just shitty moment when you go to play <laughs> something is not working and you're like, damn it! <laughs> you know, like, and it's usually something that you could have fixed beforehand. You know. If you know your own equipment well enough, you can troubleshoot through just right. about anything. But um, every once in a while, something will happen. We're like, I don't know what is going on. What is this problem? And, and then you've but, got a hundred people staring at you. Right. And then they're kind of like, dude, you suck. Uh, you're, you're stupid. Um, but then it's just like, it's not my fault, man. But yeah, and sometimes it's like a sound sound person issue. You know, sometimes the sound man or sound woman, you know, it just doesn't. That there's something they're in the same boat. They're trying to troubleshoot something that's wrong and they can't figure it out. And oftentimes it's just like a bad cable. Right. Something real simple. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's a little deeper issue. So redundancy, those redundancy. are <laughs> That's one thing I always try to make sure before I actually, you know, strum any we start any song is just make sure everything works. You know, and they just go through everything. If you got a bad cable, replace it. Right. You know, I'm fairly like minimalist with my effects and stuff, but um so, and that's one of the reasons I do that. I figure, you know, if there's <laughs> less <laughs> shit to plug in, there's less, less things, things that can go, go wrong, wrong, you know? Right. <laughs> uh, but, uh, and then a lot of, you know, just physical warm-ups. For me, maybe just like five to ten minutes just running scales and kind of, yeah. 
after some vocal things, just kind of like getting with someone else and just kind of, you know, warming up your voice a little bit for just a couple minutes. Um, those kind of things. But I mean, I still get nervous. Like post COVID, I started getting butterflies again. It was the weirdest <laughs> damn thing, Max. I swear. I never, ever, ever used to get that. Like I could just walk up in front of like 100 people, 200, didn't, didn't matter. And then now I could playing in front of like 20 people. I'm still like I'm. I started getting nervous again. I'm like, what the hell is going on? So I'm. I'm kind of dealing with that right now, just a little bit. I mean, is, but does that not like almost bring back the excitement of when you first started? Maybe, maybe I, I remember it brings it back it the excitement you, of not liking it. <laughs> Being like, I don't like this feeling. I feel like I'm gonna, <laughs> gonna vomit. <laughs> um, oh, can you imagine that? You get on stage. I'm sure it's. I'm certain it's happened. Oh Someone yeah. Get I on mean, stage. You throw up. Before, just before any big. Right you remember there. the movie Any Given Sunday, where Stephen Willie Beeman from the Miami Sharks, like he would always puke right before a game. Like right. every time, it was like his ritual. He's like, <laughs> just, been, just barf right there. But I, I've never had that happen. I, you know. Um, but you, you usually Knock have like a, right, okay. There you go. Knock on wood. Um, <laughs> never say never. I definitely, you know, it, it definitely helps to have have a couple of drinks. You know, you don't want to start like boozing it up, so to speak. But <laughs> definitely having a couple of drinks kind of just that just kind of relaxes you a little bit. That helps. Uh, so I just remember, like, uh, I think was it your Friday show that you played over there the other week, mm-hmm. and I got your shirt of tally. <laughs> And I was trying to pass it to you uh, when you were on your Oh, break. yeah, I remember. I was like, no, 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 after. Like, after. Because I, I'm, yeah, I think I had just like a couple beers before we got started. But yeah, usually that's like a post show, you know, like, can, I can handle one maybe, but, you know, I, I'm like, eh, I'm don't just going to go, go lay all the way through. Keep it somewhat even keel. I, I, I have had people come to the court or make beats with me and. I know how skilled they are when they're sober. Because there's always that, there's that point. Like, okay, that's enough whiskey. Let's start recording. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. There's a there's a tipping point, you know, right. and it's a very fine line yep. sometimes. And I sometimes, mean. sometimes when you're the one on the other end, you, you don't see it until afterwards. You're like, oh, that was me. <laughs> yeah, right. I had a, a St. Patty's show probably like 10, 11 years ago at, at Woodlands in... That was an example. I, I'm not going to go into details, but I, <laughs> I definitely overstepped my boundaries with that one. Luckily, it was only like about a 45 minute set, so it wasn't like two hours of like horribleness. It was just about 15 minutes into it, I started <laughs> some things happened that rendered me uh, slightly powerless. Um, but I'm not going to blame anyone but myself on that one. But but yeah, it, it has happened. But I, I think of I've. I've I know myself well enough. I know where that limit is. Right. You know? So no when no when to when to cut it. Well, yeah, live and learn. You know, <laughs> life is the best teacher after all. But. Hey, you know it. So um, we're chasing whiskey down the rabbit hole anyway. But um, on Grandview Ave from uh, Grandview Cafe, uh-huh. there's a new spot that's opened there called um, Round Two. Round Two. It's a bourbon spot. We should check it out. I really like the decor and where, they've got where a is nice it at? Patio. Right across the street, um, across from the alleyway from um, Grandview Cafe. 
Oh, is it that one that Bal it was like Balboa's or something? I saw it change hands a lot over 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 the Which last is weird. Years. Like you would think like that that's a gold mine location. You right. know, you would think what it's got it can't be the location then it's gotta be something internal that's just messing that, that Right. That up. Because that location is prime. Oh, you're right on the Grandview Strip. I mean Prime. People walk up and down there like all the time. Right. You know? So it, 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 it must have been something internal. Right. Uh, and and like I don't know though. It's a certain maybe certain businesses might not be always for certain locations too though. Right. So maybe what is it? it What's the some... stat? Is something like half of all restaurants die? Pretty much. It's, you've got about a fifty percent chance of success. But and... when you do succeed in the restaurant business, it's a it's a I feel I feel like it's good money, but also a lot of. Uh, a lot of management, management oh, yeah. stuff. Well, it's very hands-on. So often that's it. Management and now, nowadays, like staffing issues because right. people can't go like, you know, a month with making crap money. They might, they, they might need money. Like, you know, like I can maybe go a week without making a lot. But then after right. two weeks, like I, I got to be making money. You right. know, like, so. so like with the staffing issues now, where do you think people have gone? Because there's so many places that's, that are looking for, for, for people to work there. And it's like, well, the same population is still there. Are people just not working? Or are people going, well, my time is worth a little more. I'm going to go do something else. I think that's a lot of it right there. And so often the staffing shortages are, like you kind of alluded to there, like jobs that just don't pay all that well, you know, that we might, oh, well, you don't want to make $12 an hour? <laughs> Like, I mean, unless you're living in, like, a family, you know, where you're just contributing to, like, a family right. income, so to speak, you know, you can't work for, like, if you live by yourself, you can't work for $12 an hour? Hell no. I mean, it, you can't it, even it, afford it, a dump. Hard. <laughs> you can't work, you can't even live in a dump for, tw you know, making that. Like, it's just, so that's that's part of it, pay. A, a lot of places are up on their pay, that's, that's for sure. Right. Um, but, yeah, the service industry, you know. So often, like, you know, we're talking about management and bad maintenance. You know, people just get treated like crap, and they're like, well, I'm you know, do something screw else. this. <laughs> I, I don't want to do this. I can, you know, and the, and the money fluctuates so much in the service industry. If, like, your restaurant's not doing well, neither are you. Right. Especially if you're, like, a tip worker. Right. So, uh, that talk of tips, um, this has always been something interesting that I try to wrap my head around over. Why, why people in the service industry are, are not part of the minimum wage to start with. And then I mean, minimum then, wage plus tips, is that what you're going Right, it's like almost that, because like, certain times, um, I know it's part of the culture to tip and everything, but I would think you wanna start off with the right amount, and then the rest is graduated to show gratitude not mm -hmm. not as part of someone's earnings to say hey this is how you earn a living right yeah i i agree i mean i think if you think about it if you're making minimum wage plus tips if you're getting good tips i'm trying to think of the good place <laughs> there's one in the short north it's um something cafe i'm just having a it's one in the short north there's one up kind of north clintonville um, 
something called cafe. It's got cafe. The the first there's a that's second word is cafe, and I'm I apologize for having a memory lapse here, but they I believe I think that they don't even take tips there. Maybe that's changed. I know at one point it was like they just paid their employees well enough that they um you know they didn't need the tips. Right. They were doing okay. <clears throat> Which is an interesting philosophy in a restaurant because that's where tips, you know, <laughs> I, I, I would think that's where that whole idea of tipping started as being, you know, bartender, server, you right. know, whatever. But I'm, I'll, I'll have to do my research a little better. That just eluded me a little bit. But, um, <laughs> but no. yeah, great place too. Um, but uh, if it comes to me, I'll, I'll shout it out. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, that would be an interesting thing if restaurants were required to pay minimum wage. Now, I know if you're not a tipped employee there, like say you're, you're a bar back or something, they do tip out to you, but your initial pay is going to be higher. Okay. You know, and you might get just like a little tip out from the bartenders and the servers, you know. Like the rest of the team just giving you a hookup. Yeah, like a busser or a bar right. back. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Well, we've hit our time mark. Is there okay. anything else you want to chat about? Well, I'll do. I'll try to do my homework and figure out what that <laughs> that restaurant is called. It's really good. Their food's excellent. Um, oh, so food. Have you been to Cleaver on? Um, Cle oh, Cleaver. Yeah. What over in Heart of Granby there, right the, down near the, the park? Down the street here by the park, mm -hmm. um, near uh, where Marshalls used to be. Yeah, that that bar can go to hell. That was a place that was awful. <laughs> but <clears throat> but yeah, I have been down there before. Yeah. I really like Cleaver. That's uh, that's my. She's like line out the door, man. I mean, they they, they are not hurting for business. Good food. Bring on the meat. Oh, hey, I love I love me I said good steak, right? All righty then. All right, it was good talking with you. Good talking to Hope you. Hope y'all had a good listen. Enjoy. And you enjoy the rest of your Saturday. And chest some whiskey down the <clears> rabbit <throat> hole with against here soon. Yes. And in the comments below, drop uh, drop your favorite whiskey, and maybe we can talk on it and see what yep. what we can talk about on that great whiskey. <laughs> yeah. That or even like a good movie to see, anything that's interesting right. you, in or, interesting to you. Right. You know, and we'll start talking about it. Anything that you think or you find that could be interesting for us to discuss uh -huh. and discuss with you, or who should we call in next? <laughs> <laughs> Sure thing. Happy Saturday, y'all. Yep. Peace. Peace.